Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your voice notes. Some of them make me chuckle a bit, like uh, the guy who called King Mswati, King Moswati. It's a thing that uh, us Zona people struggle with. Uh, we will say, Kimoswati. It's not Mswati. It's not Moswati. Kimswati. Thank you, guys. Um, I suppose, you know, the world's gone mad. Sometimes uh, you have to chuckle at some things because uh, if you don't, you really will lose your mind. Uh, let's shift gear and have a conversation about the fact that Busima Vuso, who is the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa wrote an article. She says it's time for people to return to working in the office. She points to the fact that it's having a negative impact on productivity levels, on issues of skills transfer. She joins us on the line uh, to share her thoughts. Pussy, good morning. Uh, and thank you. I read your article. Uh, you are talking about uh, the level of vaccination first and foremost, and you talk about uh, how important it is uh, for companies to encourage the staff to get vaccinated so that uh, people can go back to the office and we increase productivity levels. But uh, have you forgotten you live in a country uh, where people are saying, no, uh, they don't want to vaccinate because they don't know what's in the vaccine? Good morning, Busi. Katie, good morning, and thank you very much for for the invitation. So, Katie, I'm not saying it. Their employers are saying that. You know, So whether or not employers are actually... Uh, putting their stance from a mandating perspective in the public domain, it doesn't mean that the conversations are not happening. And I think if you speak to a lot of employees, they will tell you that they would have received some form of communication from their employers around, you know, a date by which they are expected to come back to work. And employers are not saying you either vaccinate or else. Employers are saying if you are not going to vaccinate, then this is what we are going to require from you. So I think that is the one thing. But I think when we also look at the other aspect of this, is that we are sitting in a country where the president and all of us as social partners agree that we need to ramp up our drive towards the economic recovery agenda. We are sitting in an environment where Recently, we saw the unemployment stats of 44.4% in terms of the expanded definition, where you have more people that are unemployed than those that are employed in all the provinces except Gauteng and the Western Cape. We've just come from a time, KG, where we just experienced the July anarchy. And in analyzing why we got there as a country, we accepted that one of the reasons is that we have too many people who have nothing to do. We have too many people who are sitting outside of the system. We have too many people who are not participating in the economic mainstream. We have too many people who are hopeless and helpless and are subjected to poverty and unemployed and and end. And that lended itself to the opportunistic looting, you know, that we saw in July. We are also sitting in an environment, KG, where our government is considering a basic income grant just to try and alleviate the poverty levels that we see in our country, which are almost reaching, uh, reaching 60%. Yeah. I think you also know 
that there's been the reintroduction of the unemployment grant, you know, of 350 rand, which really doesn't do much, but at least it's something for those that don't have an income. So if you agree then, KG, that the stats on the reports are saying that productivity levels are low. It means companies are not producing at the level that they need to produce at. It therefore means if companies are not producing at the level that they need to produce at, it means it impacts the profitability and profit, if profitability is impacted, it means that the economic growth level that we need as a country for us to be able to arrest our unemployment, those growth levels are not going to be met. So we therefore have to look at if we are serious about changing our economic trajectory around, what does that look like? And what are some of the interventions and decisions that all of us as the different social partners have to make? And as companies, we are saying, maybe, just maybe, to increase our productivity levels and meaningfully contribute to the economic growth agenda, we may need to ask our employees to come back. And how, how lucky, though, Busi, we were that uh, there's this thing called the fourth industrial revolution and how lucky we were as a world at a global space, right, that when this monster called COVID-19 happened, it found technological advancements that were there that had not been there a uh, hundred years prior when something similar had happened. And what learnings in terms of advancement is business taking from uh, COVID and the learnings that it taught. Uh, productivity, productivity levels, as you say, may have been low, but there's a teaching uh, that came from that era that said, it turns out, uh, to a certain extent, people can work from home. Uh, it turns out, to a certain extent, technology has advanced to a degree uh, where people are able to continue uh, some level of uh, productivity, notwithstanding the physical ability of being in an office. Why isn't business taking that learnings and using those learnings to stretch themselves in a different dynamic and also allow uh, for, you know, a new view and a new worldview uh, that, uh, you know, business is and that business is becoming. What I'm trying to say is... are we going to say no to the idea of certain productivity levels that happen from the home? Because there were people who were productive. There were levels of creativity that we had never seen before. There was level. There were levels of tenacity that we had never even imagined uh, that came to the fore. Did you take learnings as business at all? We certainly did, KG, and I'm glad that you went there. So, KG, let me first by saying stats don't lie and the numbers don't lie. And the stats are saying that our productivity levels are not where they were pre-COVID. So that's number one. And for us, as a country that has not reached an economic growth level since 2013, some level of productivity, KG, unfortunately, cannot be good enough. We need to be striving towards the best level of productivity. If we are serious, about dealing with the 44% uh, unemployment in terms of the expanded definition, if we are serious about the 74% youth unemployment. So mediocrity, unfortunately, is not going to cut it. So we cannot sit and bask in the sun because we've got some level of productivity. So that is number one. So by employers saying that employees must come back to the office, I don't think that, and I don't know this is going to be on a case-to-case basis, we may not 
find ourselves in a situation where we go back 100% to the pre-COVID level. I think there are employers that are actually going to uh, look at a hybrid model, you know, where you're probably going to be required to be in the office on certain days, you know, on certain days, you know, work from home. And I think that is going to be done on a case-by-case basis, depending what your business is as a company and how much interaction, you know, the employee in question has to actually have, you know, with either the client or whatever other stakeholders, as I'm saying, that will be a case-to-case basis. But also, KG, fourth industrial revolution or not, we are sitting in an environment where our labor market is characterized by either low-skilled people or unskilled people, which therefore means that they require a certain degree you know, of oversight. They require a certain degree of supervision. They require a certain degree of having to interact, you know, with their superiors or their managers for them to be able to deliver what they need to deliver. And I think this is witnessed or confirmed by the fact that as soon as they are working on their own at home, the productivity has come down. It therefore means that there is a dependency, you know, in terms of, I can be able to perform at a level that you require me to, and my productivity can be high, but with supervision, not on my own. So I think that is the other one. But you see, the other critical point, KG, is that South Africa is an open market, which means that we are not only competing with ourselves, but we are competing with the rest of the world. Mm. So our biggest competitor, or when you sit with a a, a, a CEO of BMW South Africa. He will tell you that his biggest competitor is not Mercedes-Benz South Africa. His biggest competitor is BMW China. Because when he goes to Germany and tries and put together a business case for BMW South Africa in terms of trying to get the Germans to invest more money in South Africa, and remember, this is the investment that we require as a country, because that is why, where our economic growth is going to come from. So when he sits at Germany, alongside the CEO of BMW China, the Germans look at it and say, what is the return of in, uh, on investment? You know, what are the productivity levels? Which market will be able to give us, you know, a better return or will be able to enable us as BMW Global to drive our agenda, you know, as BMW? So he will therefore lose the investment allocation to BMW China, because China is not mediocre, because China doesn't produce some level of productivity, because China, you know, shoots for the stars, you know, and they attain it. So we therefore have to take that into consideration, you know, to say that there are sectors that are bigger and broader than just our own little South Africa that we actually have to consider, you know, and say, how do we therefore effectively compete? Yeah. What does competitiveness look Me. like operating in, a, in, 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 in an open economy, KG? Uh, 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 All things considered, uh, the countries that you referenced that you say were forced to compete with Germany, China, uh, their uh, vaccination levels are extremely high, right? Uh, and uh, South Africa is faced with high degrees of vaccine hesitancy. That's a fact, that's real. Not as uh, the government was hoping that by November or even before Christmas when we anticipate uh, a fourth wave, uh, we would have reached a 70% level 
of, uh, uh, you know, uh, vaccination in our population. We're far from it. We're not even knocking there uh, just yet. What policy then do you have as uh, business leadership South Africa in terms of vaccination? Because seemingly it's the only way it it can make the only way that can make things easier for interactivity that is required in working environments uh what is the policy on vaccination that you have officially as business leadership south africa you know so business leadership south africa as a company is a very small company so i don't think that is what our interest is in our interest is in the multinationals and the gc listed companies that we represent you know who employ 30,000 people, you know, a pit vet who employs 130,000 people. I think those are the policies that we need to look at. And I think those are the CEOs that will tell you how the low productivity levels are impacting them as a business. And I don't think we would want to put pit vets in a situation where they actually have to look at retrenching because then it's not going to be good for the country. But I think when you look at why CEOs are making this case, KG, you will see that the argument that a lot of CEOs are making, which is true, is that sitting at an alert level one, where the economy has been opened broadly, right, where almost all aspects of the economy have been opened, you know, where people are going to churches, people are going to parties, people are going to weddings, people are going to events, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to, I don't know if you are... Basically, Gumnandi. <laughs> Right? So we, we, we already going to malls, we going to restaurants, we're going to... So CEOs are saying, it therefore becomes disingenuous that when I ask you as an employee to come back to the office, then you say, you know, you are worried about COVID. You know, but then you are doing everything else other than coming to the office. So should we not, therefore, as employers and employees, you know, sit around the table and say, what would a safe working environment look like for you as an employee? Instead of you as an employee rejecting the notion of coming back to the office completely and say you are worried about COVID, but you are doing everything else, it is not an honest conversation. We therefore need to look at how do we protect you and what does a safe working environment look like? Okay. And I think we therefore going to have to have an opportunity, KG, where we get into that discussion so that we can come to some form of a common ground and a consensus in terms of how we move forward in this regard. Okay. I I want you to talk to me when we come back from news headlines about whether or not there was an assessment that was made on uh, the uh, productivity levels that did work. Because when you say they're low, it means to a certain extent some did work. Which ones are those? And are there industries that we can grow from that? And of course, there's also people who want to, uh, you know, uh, comment on what you're saying. And there's a caller as well who wants to ask you questions. We're in conversation uh, with the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa, who wrote a piece uh, saying, you know, it's time for people to go back to work. And she makes a very uh, passionate argument that, uh, you know, the people that they represent as business uh, are saying, uh, you're already going to parties and funerals and after tears and 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 why can't you come back into the office? Please join the conversation on 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391. We'll come back with Vusima Vuso, CEO of Business Leadership South Africa in a short while. It's 11.30 now and Musa is standing by with the news headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio.
SAFM, let's talk. 11.32, welcome back to SAFM. Uh, we've been uh, having uh, Busi Mavuso, CEO of Business Leadership South Africa, and quizzing her really on uh, an article that she wrote uh, where she was saying it's time, you know, for people to return to working to the office. And she's pointing to the fact that, uh, you, you know, the productivity levels are, lo- are low and, uh, you know, and uh, we have to find ways to compete adequately uh, with uh, the people we compete with at a global scale. Uh, David and Kabeha, you want to ask Busi a question? Uh, yes, good morning, KG. Good morning to your guests and the listeners. Thank you for a great show as always. I actually don't have a question. I want to make a comment uh, basically to what your guest is saying because um, while I understand what she's trying to talk about in the general sense, but I think it's uh, rather short-sighted to look at it the way she's looking at it simply with a one-size-fits-all kind of brush stroke, everybody go back to work. First of all, you're talking about facts and data. The fact is, we are already at a poor productivity level pre-COVID. And part of the reason why we're uh, at low productivity level is because these other countries that we're completely talking about have already shifted gear, highly into fourth industrial revolution, I mean, revolution space. You cannot be talking about us going back to uh, taking these and cutlasses to be farming when the people are competing with are doing highly mechanized, highly intelligent uh, farming, artificial intelligence, and the rest of these kind of things. And I do a lot of work in the in, in the in the corporate world, wellness and occupational health space, and advising companies and things like that. One of the problems that I see in this whole COVID nineteen pandemic is. Partially, I will say, the sector that has been most responsible or most irresponsible in the way they have responded is a lot of the, uh, it's a lot of these companies themselves. They have not simply put basic measures in place in combating the pandemic in an intelligent way, and number two, in preparing for the future and for the great productivity jump in which we want. What are you doing about recruiting and reskilling the population? You're talking about the fact that our people are low-skilled. Yes, that may be the situation for now. And no matter how much we do this kind of herding mentality and say, go back, go back the way they are, they will never reach the level of productivity that brings sufficient growth for us in South Africa. Now we talk about competing in the rest of the world. Data doesn't lie. Look at the biggest companies in the world. They're saying... A lot of the old models of doing work is outdated. Most of the technologies for collaborative working, pushing productivity, creativity, initiative, and performance of the employees to way beyond 100 billion and more have been achieved under conditions that COVID-19 has forced us to adopt. However, I'm not saying we shouldn't go back to work at all. Yes, the hybrid models and all of these things work, and we should be pursuing this. Yeah. Not simply heading back to work. Yeah. Telling people that, well, you go to parties already, so you should go to work. Yes, that's valid, but that's a totally different issue. That's not, that, that, that doesn't speak to the productivity yeah. of the fact that we need to move forward. Ask your guests, for example. You go to the average company in this, and you know, they don't even have ventilation, just to open the windows. No one people to go back to work there. Just open the windows. COVID is already reduced by 75% or more. Just by opening windows. You go in there, windows are not even open. Absolutely zero. We're not, we're not skilling up people. We need to be at the cutting edge in 
South Africa to push productivity. We shouldn't hold on to this narrative of, well, our people are not educated, they're not skilled, so we should help them, like, they should just go to late uh, uh, 18th century ways of working. We need to have own vision, and this should be led by those business leaders who have billions and billions of rent to invest yeah. to actually improve. This is what I think the argument should be, and this is the discussion we should be having. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, David, as you've been talking, we lost our guest, speaking of productivity levels. Uh, uh, and her line, uh, for some reason, is not allowing us back in. But I think that uh, you've got a point on issues of uh, the, the the hybrid uh, model. And uh, there's a, obviously a group of organizations uh, that I think Business uh, Leadership South Africa uh, represents. For me, um, you know, my personal interest is on issues of mental health. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I know somebody who was suffering deeply from mental health issues, who's thriving uh, working from home and wasn't thriving working at the office. And and I, I feel like we're missing an opportunity in terms of not learning uh, what COVID has taught us in terms of creating Absolutely. this hybrid uh, one and finding ways to grow almost a separate industry, right, of people who work from home. Because I think there's ways you can measure productivity levels. I still, I don't believe anymore that people need to have somebody walking around and looking over their shoulder and seeing whether they're doing what they're supposed to do, uh, uh, you know, at all. So for me, I feel like there's a potential that we may miss uh, by just demanding that people drive, go to the office, deal with that stress. And, and we're missing the opportunity of taking a fundamental learning that the world forced us to take because COVID forced us to adapt whether we wanted to or not. And Thank to some extent, that we did. Awesome. That is absolutely the point you're making. You have just nailed it on the head. Yeah. Look, the people who are the cutting edge of this are taking this decision to move us forward. Look at UCT, for example. UCT at the cutting edge of it has decided to launch, for example, in the education sector and disrupt the space and create an online school. Now, are we saying our children will no longer mingle and mix with other people? No way. But we're saying a lot of things can change. In my family, for example, my children, I mean, uh, you, you take the one child, COVID forced us to actually take a look and say, what is the child learning in school? The mm. entire year's curriculum, this child has made it up in three months. In three months. She learned everything she was spending the entire year learning. Now, by shifting to a unique curriculum, she's been able to make up two years of academic year. David, I have to let you go. David, I have to yeah. let you go because in the end I, I have another interview. But, I mean, thank you for your thoughts. I think let's all think. Uh, uh, let's all redefine. The, it, it turns out we're very adaptable uh, as human beings. And, and maybe, uh, you know, some of us have to work at the office because we need uh, somebody here, Lebu Moswe, looking over me saying, KG, next, you have to go to the next interview because, uh, you know, you're going on about this current one. Perhaps, you know, some people need it. But... Uh, what if there's also an industry we shouldn't let go of uh, that we, we were forced to have? And, and people with mental health who are thriving, uh, I'm happy for them because the truth is sometimes the office is a toxic place. Let's tell the truth. Sometimes offices are toxic places. They're not spaces where people thrive. But uh, sometimes I need Lebu who tells me to go to break now and then come back with the next guest. You're listening to SAFM. 
Morning, KG. Um, yeah, and SA radio listeners. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, I think the approach we need really when it comes to working from home is a hybrid approach. Because I kind of agree with the idea that uh, you do need some skills transfer and that happens on site. But, uh, you know, you can also have skills transfer through uh, virtually and so on. Uh, I think we, what we need is really a hybrid uh, situation where we are at home and we are also in the offices. Because, uh, you know, when you're at home, I find I'm able to do some exercise uh, every two, three minutes. Uh, well, not two, three minutes, but, but uh, you know, maybe every 10 minutes I can do some push-ups and so on. You know, you can, you can uh, diversify and still find that you are more productive from home. So, uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Thanks uh, and uh, for a wonderful show. God bless you. Andrew from Midrand. Morning, SAFM. It's Doomsy once again. Pre-COVID-19, globally and here in South Africa, we failed to grow the economy enough to arrest unemployment. Unemployment kept increasing pre-COVID-19. So now this talk that vaccinations will improve production and arrest unemployment, it's all talk. The problem is the economic management system. Finish and clap.